3: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Tell us about the receipts you are keeping. Call the fan at 877 337 6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
4: Salicata back on the band 877-337-6666 is the phone number. Go until 5 a.m. on this Friday morning, the warm-up show with Alan Jerry at 5. And, look, we've been all over the place tonight having some fun, talking about a bunch of different things. Haven't really got into the Jets. I mean, we mentioned it earlier in the show how that, to me, is the biggest game on the slate this weekend. And I know that there's a New York bias there with me, but you look at the schedule I mean, it's lousy. Chicago, Miami. I mean, there's mild intrigue there for individuals. I would expect Miami to win that game. Falcons and Chargers. All right. Interesting game between second place team in the AFC West, first place team in the NFC South. All right. Bengals, no. Lions, Packers, uh, uh, Bengals, Panthers, no. Lions, Packers, no. Pats, Colts, no. Commanders, Vikings, no. Jaguars, Raiders, no. All right, maybe Cardinals and Seahawks, I guess. Bucks, Rams, no. I mean, they're both lousy at this point. That's a great game a year ago or two years ago, not this year. Even Chiefs, Titans, Sunday night. Eh, I mean, maybe. That's not a bad one, I guess. If there were three games that I could watch this weekend or that I would, will watch this weekend. I don't know about the Sunday night because sometimes i got to get sleep before I do the overnight, but Jets, Bills, number one, probably Chargers, Falcons, I find the second-best matchup, um, maybe the Bears in Miami. And I guess maybe there's four, and I guess the Chiefs and, and Titans, but either way, not a great slate. But the point is for the Jets, this is a huge week for Zach Wilson. Forget the result of the game, although they could shock the world and really be put on the map as being legitimate if they beat the Bills. By the way, it's not impossible. Anything can happen. And if the Jets' defense is as good as they say it is or they think it is or everybody else says it is, then go out there and slow down Buffalo. I'm not saying they got to stop Josh Allen. That's hard to do. But, you know, I've seen when the Jets and Rex Ryan had that great defense in 2009, 2010, they beat teams that could not be stopped. Patriots, remember the Patriots, couldn't an offense. Jets stopped them. Revis Island, Jets pass rush wrecks in that defense, that aggressive defense, so it can be done. You know, the Bills have been beaten this year. Nobody's unbeatable. If the Jets are that good, we shouldn't be going into it looking like this is an impossibility, this game. Plus, they need their quarterback to play well. Not just, you know, obviously to win the game, they're going to need that. But off of last week, it's important Zach Wilson plays well. I get the feeling you're going to see a good performance from Wilson, a nice bounce back here, but I can't trust it 100% yet because we haven't seen it consistently at all. And I feel like with the young head coach, young coordinator, young quarterback, there's inconsistency there and a lack of trust that those guys will go out there and play their best game, which they're going to have to do. Look, when teams get upset, when great teams lose games or the better team loses a game, which happens all the time, but when that happens, it's because one team, the lesser team, plays a near-perfect game, and the better team plays a crap game. That's how it happens. If both these teams play their best football, the Bills will win this game by easily double digits. But if the Bills make some mistakes and the Jets play clean football and smart football, they'd have a chance. I'm fascinated to see, though, more so even than the result, like we said, because everybody's expecting the Jets' loss. I want to see how Zach Wilson responds. Being written off by many Jet fans after last week's performance against New England. A chance to totally redeem himself. 877-337-6666. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Stewart, good morning. Morning, Sal. What series oh. are we having today?
2: Uh, Lead checks.
4: Okay, we ch- oh same shirt. Okay, I'll stop asking you that.
2: No, that's right. Um, Sal, <clears throat> Kyrie should just learn
4: to shut up. Would you think of his apology? No. Well, did you read the post, the Instagram post?
2: No, I didn't. Did you I hear? Need-
4: did you hear me read it? Yes, I did. Okay.
2: I don't. I cannot ever forgive someone like that.
4: That's your right, and I understand it. I think that there. But, I don't think you're but, alone but, either.
2: I've been back then. All right? I never to, I never got to meet thirteen people that I could have met had that not happened.
4: Right. So okay? and, uh, and, understand
2: and, I've been through with people that are people walk up to me because I'm wearing a Jewish high and say to me, We're gonna call you two bees again? Really What
4: this do you mean? You've had you've had this happen to you in real life?
2: Yes it did. In Masters, in Lake Success Shopping Center,
5: um, I was standing um,
2: talking to a girl right. at the time I was 19. Just trying my 20th birthday. Kid comes up to me and says, we're going to kill you GBs again. What? I'm not going to say the word because I'm mm-hmm. not, not a proper word. Mm-hmm. So I said to the kid, how old are you? He says, I'm 17. I said, you're not making 18.
4: <laughs> and you
2: then what? Back then? Back then,
4: oh, you were a force to I be reckoned with. It. Yeah, and I, did,
2: was an of, uh, I weighed 138 pounds, and I was on my mo- everything was iron.
4: Did you? Uh, did you? Did you? You know, throw a punch at him.
2: I told him you're not making 18,
4: and, and
6: I said if
2: you don't disappear by the time I get to five, my fist <laughs> is going through your face, through. Meaning decapitation.
4: No, no, I get it. I get it.
2: No, seriously. I was going to blow him to, to the next millennium, <laughs> well, which was 28 <laughs> years away. I was going to blow him away. Stuart, I you, am, you never see. cease
4: to amaze me. This, no this is... doubt.
2: That was not funny.
4: No, well, I mean, it it sounds funny, funny now. At the time, I'm sure you were angry. But when you say, you know, the way here's what I thought was funny when you said, I'm, when I count to five, you better be gone. Otherwise, I'm going to punch your face right through, like decapitation. Yeah. That's the part I thought was funny.
2: No, that wasn't funny. Right. That was real. Oh. Well. I was gonna be, that was going to be real, because that's what kind of shape I was in in 1972.
4: Do you think you have anger issues?
2: <clears throat> Rage issues.
4: Yeah. I was Rage. Getting, I'm, I'm picking I up on that a little bit.
2: A, I have to keep it under wraps.
4: No, no, no. That could be harmful.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. It can be.
4: You got to find an outlet. You got to find a spot to let it out.
2: Oh, I have a, I have, I have a toy that when you get frustrated, I turn the sound up in my house. I turn the volume up. Right. And I enveloped myself in the music with the Beatles.
4: And that that calmed you down. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That I was com- like yeah. I said we've only I mean we've talked quite a bit we've only met that one time but I was getting a sense that you might have. Or at least have had, uh, you know, some anger issues. Rage, Sal. Right. Oh, no, anger. Oh, well, now I know we've taken it to the next level. Rage. We take, S- take it up. But, Stuart, that's n- you know, that's not healthy.
2: I got it under control. You sure? Because you know why? Why? My heart issues. You... I have to keep it under wraps.
4: Right. What do you think is more dangerous for the heart? Rage or bacon?
2: Bacon's worse. Uh. You know why? That will kill you.
4: Yeah, but rage, I don't know, you get fired up. and
2: I have to keep it under control.
4: Right. I know, but I how have... do you do that? Just the Beatles, that's it?
2: Yeah, the Beatles. Oh. The Beatles, watching some movies, talking to people.
4: What will we'll set off? Uh, like,
2: look, 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 look. I, have a, I went to Brew College,
4: mm-hmm. uh,
2: and I had a girlfriend. That we broke up Valentine Valentine's Day, 1972. I went to uh, the... Uh, counselor's office, and I signed up with this woman named Dr. Helen Silverman, mm-hmm. and she's been my buddy, of, she's been my rock uh, since 1972.
4: That it, is it, tremendous, that you have somebody there for you like that for all And I also years.
2: had another person... What
4: happened with the bro- girl? She broke your heart?
2: We broke up.
4: And did that lead to...
2: No, no. That like rage? She deserved what she got. Oh. And then you want to hear something real strange? Which was
4: what? What did she get? What do you mean?
2: Well, no, she, we, we broke up. That was it. Oh,
4: okay. So see what you're saying. It was
2: an upsetting situation, but we got over it. Right. But let's say this much. In 1973, in December, she comes to my bowling alley in a like, success called uh, Stolen Bow. And she comes there with this new boyfriend of hers.
4: What were you doing there? You were bowling?
2: I was bowling.
4: Oh, and she tried to crash your bowling league.
2: No, she didn't. crash. I was bowling on Saturday night. She uh-huh. came down on Saturday night. I was there, and this guy cuts me off by leaving the parking lot.
4: So he the was. Looking, cut me off. He was looking for a fight. In other words.
2: Oh yeah, guess what? He almost ended up in the in the median of of Union Turnpike. He almost ended up in the meeting. Stuart, like, you can don't
4: you... play with Richard Petty. Can you document your life uh, e- either audio-wise, you know, like on tape or, or via a book? Uh, I because I document, find it fascinating. I could
2: document it with you in person.
4: Hmm. Okay, well, we did a little bit of that at the uh, last hour. We could
2: document the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, when I see you next time... We could sit down and
4: talk. Well, right. And, we, I mean, we're we're kind of doing that now, but it's on the radio.
2: Yeah, I know. We can't do the whole thing on the radio, no. Yeah. But, you know, like, just, like I said to you, it's like everything, everything that's been there, I took with a grain of salt. Do you think, that's Stuart,
4: it. do you think the sports helps your rage? Because it, it seems like it probably is not a good thing. Sports? Look. Like Brian I, I, Cashman I, I, today. Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone meeting the media at 12 o'clock. How's Stewart's rage meter gonna be at that moment?
2: Oh, let's say this much, it's a decision that we have to I have to accept. Okay? I All have right. to accept it. I don't want it.
4: So how have you curtailed the sports part of your rage? You just it's it's not that serious? You understand it's just a game, it doesn't really mean it's that. It's a much. game. Yeah.
2: It's a game people play, that kids play. And they can't pay a gazillion dollars, like JJ would say.
4: Have they you have you ever lost your composure in an incident with, with rage and, and not been able to control yourself? No. Okay. Well, that's good to hear.
2: I have to look. If I lose my composure, I end up somewhere where it's not going to be pleasant for me.
4: Right. You mean like jail? Oh
2: yeah. yeah. I don't go to jail. Uh, have you been? Have <laughs> no, you no, been no, before? No, no. <clears throat> what?
4: Have you been before? No. Never in in life? mm Okay.
2: I've gotten speeding tickets, yeah.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, that's a big difference. Who has Yeah, I
2: got real speeding tickets. 98
4: and a 50. <laughs> oh, my God. 98. Do you have road rage? Uh,
2: Certain times. Yeah. But I have to control it. Right. I can't mess up my new car.
4: What kind of car you got? Prius plug-in. Look at I, you. Electrical or electric, that, whatever you call it. hmm
2: Yeah. And uh, one thing, that thing will fly. Yeah. <laughs> If I turn it if I let it if I turn it loose, it will fly. Uh,
4: turn the then, Turn it up, Stuart.
2: No, it can't. Yeah. I had enough of them fifty dollar tickets. 50? Like, that's hey, it. 98 that's this, fifty, that's it?
4: Ninety eight to fifty. You might not be able to drive again, you get that. Too Too too, too many of
2: those. day He lowered it to seventy six.
4: Okay, well that's nice. So
2: because uh, he felt sorry for Well, you know what happened though.
4: Well, Stuart, I gotta run actually.
2: No, one more thing. Yeah. That that was the week after I hit that guy that I told you about.
4: Now wait a second. Okay, I'm back on here. The break could wait. So after you, you because you did tell us about this, you, you a hit yellow a man.
2: Yeah, seventy four October
4: nineteen seventy four October. You were driving a yellow cab and you I and you driving, hit a man.
2: I was around three forty, three thirty five, three forty. I was on the Grand Central Parkway, approaching Steinway Street in Astoria
4: Boulevard. You used to live on there no, on that block. I
2: was driving for no, no. I, I did. For, no. I
4: used to, I used to live there with G Okay. Anyway
2: now and that's where the I,
4: incident happened
2: I was get, looking to get up the parkway to go turn the cab in and book out right <laughs> I see a car service vehicle with a woman in it sitting on the side of the road so why is that guy why is that car service doing on the road I found out thirty twenty 20 feet later boom Hit somebody
4: and and, and again th- this the guy woman blew
2: 30 feet in the air and, and... I, hit him. I was doing it about 35 miles an hour 35 40 miles an hour I hit the brake, couldn't do nothing. He was right there.
4: And he didn't make it?
2: Uh, I found that eight years later. He didn't make it, because after that, I left that job two weeks after. And uh, eight years later, me and my father bought my taxi medallion at this good gentleman that uh, I was working for at the time. So I asked him what happened to the guy that I hit. He said he died.
4: Yeah, that's a rough one.
2: Rough? Yeah, well, my sister tells me uh, that... that uh, Wednesday morning, Wednesday that somebody jumped off the tracks on West Eighty Sixth Street, Manhattan, so and uh, the driver of the subway car train. I felt bad for because I was in the same spot.
4: Yeah, it's a tough spot. Oh yeah, well definitely. I mean it's been many years and you you know you you understand to... now
2: uh, it's still every so often it hits me. It reminds me a certain event that will happen today. brings me back to that time in my life.
4: God. Yeah, that's got to be difficult, Stuart.
2: Yeah, it is. So, it's like I said to you, if you want to sit
4: down and talk with me... Yeah, well, of course, we it, do it all the time. I'll, I'll invite you to the next so, party, Stuart.
2: I uh, will come to the next party, and we'll sit down and talk. I'll answer anything you want to know.
4: Thank you, Stuart. Have a good day. Have a nice weekend. You too, Stuart. Hang in there. I appreciate you. Stuart is... <sighs> How do we commission somebody to make a movie on Stuart's life? I'm fascinated. He's got an excellent memory, remembers everything that's ever happened to him, and a lot has, obviously. Poor Stuart. <laughs> you got any you got anger issues? No. Rage. We got to
7: call Nick back and ask if he can help make a movie about Stuart. Oh, my God.
4: Stuart's got to write the book. Uh, let's go to Steve in Saratoga. Steve? Hey, Sal. How are you? How are you, Steve? Good to hear from you.
5: Yeah, same to you. Uh, just coming back from hanging out uh, in downtown Saratoga. Voice is a little hoarse from karaoke, you know.
4: All right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know the karaoke spot downtown Sar- uh, Saratoga.
5: Uh, there's a couple of Gaffneys. Uh, I'm sorry, the Tavern, the Tavern Bar on the corner, right of uh, Caroline and Henry.
4: I'm sure uh, I've passed it many times
5: i'm sure you have yeah yeah so what's um,
4: the it's nice weather up there what's it like right now Saratoga? probably nice nice and nice. calm peaceful and quiet up there
5: yeah i mean it's still a party town so huh. on the weekends it's actually in the weekends it's too much too much for me uh it gets too crazy downtown yeah friday but and on, saturday
4: night right it's insane
5: yeah friday and saturday is insane uh and it's a little, little too young for me. You
4: know what my favorite spot is? We've been going with Saratoga Wills, who called during track season. We go to Mexican Connection every year.
5: Oh, that's a good spot. Yeah. Oh, I love like it.
4: It's it's just it's yeah. just nice, uh, you know, old school uh, Mexican yeah. food. I, I love it. Great, the great margaritas the there as well.
5: Um, the owner was a jockey. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't yeah, know he that. Was a jockey, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's a great guy, actually. Yeah, he's bear, you know, he's pretty good. Uh, so um you know I haven't spoken to you since the uh the Mets uh debacle and uh I'm thinking that uh, Jacob deGrom is going to stay with the Mets because there's no other manager who would uh caress his ass like uh Buck Showalter would.
4: Well I don't know if he wants that. <laughs> I mean that's the thing. We don't know if deGrom necessarily oh, wants my that.
5: God. I was cringing. I mean, well, I mean, get, it was In a room. It, it
4: happens, and I think it was, um, you know, too much. Baseball guys touch other baseball guys' buttocks. I yeah, mean, that's but, the way uh, that it works. Yeah,
5: but the I just thought it was funny with the camera. <laughs> no, the I know. Yeah, but then they in hold the still the on
4: head. it. Looks like you got a full, a fistful or whatever, or a handful yeah. there. Right? I don't know. It's unfortunate, I, I, but
5: and uh, what, I, what else? I, I thought was kind uh, was funny was. Um, in the first game when Vogelbach got up and uh, they showed, they panned onto a fan who looked just like him. Like, you know, it was like a big beer uh-huh. ball just hanging out in front of us. I thought that was hysterical. But uh, I don't think the Mets should go uh, uh, full tilt on DeGrom because I just don't think he's really, he's not going to be worth it. I, I, I think we spoke before about, you know, if he's, if he's going to just pitch five, six innings, and he's going to be out a lot, and you want to save him, save him, save him, go in on on a, on a great hitter. I just don't I, – I mean, I think for the production that he gives and what he's really worth, like how many wins does he actually net you by just getting some guy who could just, you know, have a three-point right. ERA. Yeah, I, I mean – well, and that's
4: that, that's something that they're going to need to do. Steve is value or think of the value for Degrom, where you know he's going to get forty five million a year, and I don't know. If he, I don't know if he thinks he's going to get five years. I can't imagine him getting that anywhere else, and I don't know if the Mets are necessarily going to give it to him. I think the Mets want him back, but there are a lot of other issues there, and to think about getting somebody who maybe wants it a little more, wants to be a year more, could be more durable. But it is not anywhere near as good. To your point, pitches to a a three five or a three three ERA as opposed to Degrom, who when he's going well, his ERA is going to be in the ones, if not right. you know, lower than one. But I just you know, you this saw what, you saw what Degrom right five six innings, and then you saw what happens with the team with him and Scherzer anyway. Now you could say that maybe next year it gets turned around. I, I think they need to build a more balanced team. I don't think you could have two pitchers, especially. One especially exactly one at Scherzer's age, and then one uh, who's been as broken down as Degrom has the last couple years. You can't talk ninety million.
5: No, no, yeah, exactly. And weren't they when the two of them were out of the lineup? uh, Weren't they still in first place?
4: Well, yeah, they were not there for a while. And thank you for the call, Steve. Appreciate checking in. I have to make a, a trek up to Saratoga in the off season. Such a great town, even in the fall. Love it up there. Anyway, they were in first place basically all year long until the end, of course. Without DeGrom until he returned in what? After the All-Star break, July, whatever it was. And Scherzer missed from, I think, six weeks from May to June. They didn't have either of those guys anywhere near a full season and still were in first place, the majority of it. Of course, they had them both back, and they both weren't very good against Atlanta, which led to them losing the division. And what, what do we have to rehash this? What a terribly disappointing ending to the season. But the point is, see, I'm torn on this. I need to know a couple of things here. One, how much is Steve Cohen going to spend? Meaning, if they do go all in on DeGrom... Does that mean they aren't going to be able to go get a big bat? Because if you're asking me, would I rather have DeGrom or, let's say, Trey Turner or Carlos Correa, I'd rather have the bat, Turner or Correa, as opposed to DeGrom. But if you tell me I could get both, then, yeah, I'm all for bringing DeGrom back. So I need to know where Cohen's at as far as what the spending could potentially be. Then I need to know, and this may be even more important than that, where DeGrom's... Head and harder at. Do you want to be here? Does DeGrom want to pitch for the Mets in New York? Is this just about money? Is he going to take less money to go elsewhere? I mean, the Mets may not have a choice. Where is he at? Ultimately, I don't have a good feeling about it. And you know if he doesn't sign back, the Mets are going to go get plenty of others to replace him whether it be two arms in that rotation, whether it be a big bat, they will spend. But it's going to be a different team, which might be a good thing. But it is scary to think about, man, how do you replace the DeGrom, who is their best pitcher? I love Scherzer, but he was terrible toward the end of the season. It's just hard to justify building a team where you're spending 90 million bucks in the top two pitchers. You can spend, like let's say the Astros do, with their ace with Verlander, but then the younger guys got to come up And far exceed their contract where they're on, you know, initial deals here. Where they're under team control for cheap and they go out there and exceed that salary. That's how you build a winner. There's got to be some balance. You can't have two guys making 90 million bucks. Meanwhile, they both fall apart, and the Mets were still pretty good, but obviously not good enough to get it done. And that, to me, is because of the lineup. So there's got to be a little bit of a better balance. But I'd hate to lose the I wish he could be a Mets forever. I just don't think that that's going to be the case. And I don't believe it's going to be because the Mets can't afford him. They can afford him. Just a matter of, A, he wants to be here, or, B, how much they're willing to pay for a guy who hasn't been healthy or hasn't really shown his love for being a Met and getting out there, taking them out every fifth day in the last few years.
1: It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
4: Salicata back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. This reminds me of High School 97. This is the Puff Daddy one, right? Yeah, okay. I know there was a song. It was remade from... Uh, who was it that it was remade? Was it... Um, oh, who the hell
7: am I thinking of here? Do you want me to tell you where I was in 1997? Uh, were you even born in
4: 97? You better yeah, have been. I was
7: in, I think, first grade.
4: But wasn't this an original... Like, Was it... Um, Bowie, a David Bowie song, I'm pretty sure this is remade from somebody, that beat, and I forget from who, but I know for sure, yeah, this was 1997, and I was high school that year, graduating high school, uh, and that album is great, No Way Out, P. Diddy and the Fam, I mean, a tremendous album, Uh, and that brings back great memories, matter of fact, I might have to listen to that on the way home, of course, during the commercial breaks, during the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, which comes up at 5 o'clock, do you have the original? says it was from Lisa Stansfield. I was way off. Why am I thinking David Bowie? I don't know. Maybe I got mixed up with something else. I'm not good with, with a lot of that stuff. I stick to sports, Sal, will you? 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Oh, look who it is. Jimmy in Jersey City.
8: Jimmy? What's up, my man, Sal? Wow, I knew I liked that guy, Stewie. Hey, Stewie, if you want, you can sit right in with me and my buddies, buddy. I might not even have a job for you, Stewie. Make some money. With what? Uh, I have to talk privately with Stuart about that, so come on. Oh, pretty okay. guys. Oh, okay, all right. Hey, Sal, what happened to your football lady?
4: Uh, we haven't had her on. She had something to do this week. I was off last Friday. She was uh, unavailable this week, and we'll get her on as soon as we uh, sync back up. I know she's uh, Taylor. you're talking about Taylor Mathis, of course, yeah. hottest picks in the game. We used to do it 3 a.m. every Friday, but we've had a couple of scheduling conflicts along the way. We'll pick it back up, though.
8: Were you following her stuff?
4: Was she any good? Yeah, she's very good. I mean, I follow her yeah. on Twitter. So, you know, I've, I've not been betting as much as I used to in the past. But I uh-huh. do follow Taylor. Put it this way. the Look, Jimmy, you know this. Even the experts aren't getting everything right. But she is more prepared than most, if not anybody, that I'm familiar with as far as the handicappers go. Really, yeah, it gives numbers. There's always a, a reason, a rhyme, a reason to why she's taking a side or why she's picking a player prop. She does a lot of work. It's hard to do when you talk about 13, 12, 13 games. Go search every game for one specific bet. When you talk about player props, for me, I'm That's just out. like, hey, I'll take the points or I won't. I mean, I'll. Take I used it. to do that years
8: ago. I used to, uh, grow, growing up in Jersey City, I said we had, a, you know, nice little area where we do a lot of betting stuff. I used to. I, it took me years. I used to figure out all the lines every week. I figured out all the over and unders. It's all, it's all about them. Yeah, those you you
4: them. look like one of the guys, Jimmy. You look like one of the guys that I would see at the bar on a Sunday that would give out those little white parlay tickets. Uh, Can you get some hey, of those it, made up? I funny, want them. Funny. I hey, want wait, those back.
8: I, I, I'm going to swear my mother what you just said. That's what I was known for. I was Jimmy Parlay because I I never put a straight bet ever in my life. I was always a parlay guy. how did that really, work out I, for I was, you? I, I, I was really dumb. Uh, you know, no, I'm not going to, you're not going to believe, it, but I was, I was, I was I was over, I was over right
4: around 70%. Well, what happened? Why'd you
8: stop? Uh, I got married and things came along and blah, blah, blah. You grow uh-huh. up. Yeah, and well, you, I you guess started, so. You stop hanging out with some of the friends that you used to have.
4: Jimmy Parlay, <laughs> I
8: like it. But you remember <laughs> the tickets that I'm talking about? That was my initiation. Oh, yeah,
4: yeah, come on. I, yeah. I
8: remember
4: it well. Eric, I'm not going to mention his last name. Ah, screw it. I'll mention his last name. Eric Hen. <laughs> This guy that I, well, I used to be friends with him in school, we played Little League together, whatever, uh, played basketball together. His father was the coach. We worked together at a certain point, but Eric Henn was the first person that ever handed me parlay tickets. He'd walk around <laughs> in high school and he'd have those white little parlay tickets. That was my initiation to it, and I loved it more than anything. Thursday or Friday, you give them the bets. You circle the numbers. You give them the five bucks, and then you have that ticket. And you're watching college football on Saturday and NFL on Sunday. I love. It. I wish I could go back to that. I'd rather do that now.
8: Well, besides the tickets, I man, I was doing regular regular betting. You know, i picked I pick four or five pollies out of the newspaper. My my research I did on, and that's how I put bet my I put in five parleys a day. Hopefully, I will hit three, four once a while. I might lose three, four. But uh, most of the time, like I said, seventy percent winners. So I don't know. Why. I
4: like having the ticket in my hand, though, Jimmy. You know, like a ticket stub. If you go to a game, uh,
5: yeah, yeah. I
8: know.
4: Well, I want the what? ticket in my hand. I don't want to do it online. Maybe I got to talk to Superbook Sports and see if they could get some pr- hard copy tickets so I can put a parlay in.
8: Hey, Sal, you were talking, you were talking to Stewart for. Well, I know you get together with your met fans. You, I mean, I'm from Jersey City, right, Sal? But I lived I lived down in the Old Bridge area. Uh, you got to come down that way. We get, I get some sports bars. You can come come to uh, any Sunday. Like you said, you get together with some of your Mets fans with Mets games and things like that. I don't know what you do for your Yankee fans that support you. you. Oh, no, Yankee
4: fans were there. You were, for whatever reason, you were MIA around the time that we put that group outing together. You were not... When was that? We went in uh, end of August. We the Yankees or the Mets? No, it was the Mets. Um, it was
8: I would have won. I would have supported. Yeah, you know, that's I mean. what I mean. I it was Taco Frank's worn, a Yankee I worn fan. I but I uh, No,
4: you don't have to. Nobody wore a Met shirt, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, t- Taco, t- right. Taco Frank was there. It was a Yankee fan. Stephen Hour Beach, the Yankee fan, was there. Anyway, but you have to remember, Doug on Long Island's there, and you
8: two don't see eye to eye. So listen, it, when people, listen, you know, but you met me. When people meet me, it's a total different story. They hear my voice over the radio. It's the same thing. It's not when, I'm, when I told you last week when I'm out. I'm a great guy. I'm a mm. fun guy. No one has any... I don't have problems with people. Like I said, I'm a great guy. No, you're just Once, a... Yeah. Like even with fleas, He You know, he to he me. He's younger than my son. Uh, I, I, sometimes <laughs> I got to put my son in. I got to put my son in line, too, because he gets a <laughs> little wise, but... Uh, keep dig, was, keep was, digging was, yourself deeper, Jimmy. <laughs> and I went and I down the old bridge area. There's a sports bar called Miller Alehouse. I'll, I'll take you to... Hey, Sal, there's a movie. I want you to see It's called, a know, you'll see it. It's Butterfly on the Wheel. It's a remake of the movie Shattered with...
4: What happened, Jimmy? There.
8: They got me. It's a movie called Butterfly in the Wheel. It's a remake of the movie Shattered.
4: I never heard of either of those movies.
8: No. Oh my God, Sal! You Google it when you get, a, you get a chance. Butterfly in the Wheel and When Shattered is an amazing movie. It's a remake of it. All right. But anyway, anyway my man. Uh, like I said, I'd love to see you come to Jersey one time. Hang out with some of your Jersey folks to uh, support you. Yeah. Well, we'll and, keep uh, you. We'll
4: keep you posted on uh, posted on the next outing, Jimmy. And thank you for the call, as always. And uh, you know, it's not like uh, I'm opposed to going to Jersey, but we were doing the specific outing to go to a Met game. It was the first annual overnight gathering um, for the Salicata show. And the callers and listeners, and uh, it was a bunch of us, it was nice. Uh, and it was a great game because DeGrom was there and the Mets won, beat the Braves four out of five. The analysis is over. Oh, man, that was so much fun. why they have to go and ruin it? That could have lived on Forever. Unfortunately, now I might live on forever, but for the wrong reasons. Doesn't it have such a great ring to it? You should have seen my face when it hit me to come up with that. I was telling my wife, I'm like, you got to write this down. Write down the lines to it. Oh, man. They ruined it. I mean, at least it worked in the moment. And that's why you have to celebrate early. Because if you don't celebrate early, you may never have a chance to celebrate. Steve is calling from Long Island. What's up, Steve?
6: Hey, Sal. It's always great uh, to talk to you and uh, always enjoy your show. That uh, sounded like uh, Let's Dance by uh, David Bowie, by the way.
4: that was uh... Right. So wait a second. So that is the song. So I was right. I don't know.
6: If that's what it sounded like to me. Dude, I... I... Sound like "Let's Dance" by David. I Bowie.
4: think you got it, Steve. You are correct. So I'm not as dumb as I thought I was.
6: Oh, who said you're dumb? I think you're correct with that. Uh, let's
4: Let's Dance. I'm going to have Fleegs play that, and we'll see if that is the one. Let's Dance, David Bowie. Yeah, that's that's that's
6: my uh, that's my guess uh, for that song. But anyway, a uh, couple of things uh, with uh, the Kyrie Irving situation. People are trying to look at this rationally. The the reporters are asking him questions like he's a normal person. He's not a normal person. There's obviously something very, very wrong there. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. But as a human being, just observing him, listening to him, there clearly is a problem, and you can't deal with this rationally. The league is not going to be able to deal with this rationally. The Nets are not going to be able to. The ADL is not going to be able to. I, I, it's a train wreck. I just don't know how you deal with this because you're not dealing with someone who's sane. There's serious, at least from my observation, serious, serious mental health issues there, and. Uh, the, the league really has a big problem here, really has a big
4: problem. Well, the problem is it's been one mistake after another after another. Kyrie Irving clearly didn't handle it the right way when he sent out the tweet to begin with. The Nets didn't handle that tweet the right way. Josiah released a statement. They didn't do anything about it. They waited. They, the way he met the media wasn't wasn't good. They waited a couple of days. Then the media, meeting the media again, it was a train wreck. They tried to get all their ducks in a row and talk to the ADL. Adam Silver didn't do anything about it until it was too late. Everybody was behind it, and then it's too late. And then Kyrie goes out there today or yesterday and makes a fool of himself when he met the media, then the Nets come down with the with the harsh penalty. I don't even know if I could say it's a harsh penalty, but suspended basically for five games, although it, I guess it said indefinitely, but for no fewer than five games. And then Kyrie's got to come out after that and you know apologize finally on Instagram. So it's just one mistake after another that made this thing a billion times worse. But really what should have happened is Kyrie should have come right out and said, Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend anybody. I I, tr- I thought it was something different, or I was looking at it a different way. I didn't realize what my tweet um, was was meaning toward Jewish people, and I didn't mean to offend or upset anybody. Well, however, you wanted to have a real heartfelt apology that would have helped the situation not escalate and unfortunately it did escalate and it was Kyrie's fault the net's fault the nba's fault really everybody involved right i I hear
6: you but again he was incapable he is incapable of doing that he's not well and, and you can't expect him to get up there and to say what a rational person would say because he's not well this this has to be addressed by uh mental health professionals and uh I don't know if the league uh, is prepared to do that, but uh, this 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 is not going to resolve itself. I I, I suspect. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen next year, but I suspect within the next five to ten years that we're going to hear that uh, the man uh, uh, is uh, certifiable and uh, is going to be put away.
4: Uh, well, I mean, because... I I don't know. I want I don't want to get into all that, Steve. And thank you for the call. I appreciate you checking in. I, I don't know what Kyrie Irving's issue is I do know that Kyrie Irving has many issues Does he is he thinking that he's just smarter than everybody else does he not have any respect for anybody else and their thoughts does he not care if he offends other people uh is he I mean clearly he is proven to be a selfish individual and at times, careless with things. But I don't know him personally. I don't care to know Kyrie Irving personally. I care if he plays basketball or not. And honestly, barely even that because he's on the Nets. I don't really care about the Nets, sadly. I like the Nets when Kenny Atkinson was there, you know, when they were building it the right way with Jared Allen, who actually did not like Jared Allen, Karis LeVert. You watch them, you could see, hey, this is they got something here. And they blew it all up. For KD and Kyrie. And look where it's gotten him. But anyway, I care about the sports. I want to see him on the court. And we don't even get that enough. It's always something with this guy. What's next? Who knows?
3: put Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
4: See, this is what I was talking about, Fleek. So I was right. It was David Bowie?
7: Yeah, I'm surprised that when I Googled it, Google like didn't have any like, well, how popular did you results Google connecting it? these two songs. Puff
4: Daddy and... Like, this clearly samples. It's... I'm, uh, Puff clearly sampled Let's Dance. So now, if I ever heard this, I'd be like, oh, that's the Puff Daddy song. But other people, when I hear that, or well, P. Diddy, right, whatever. 99 like, out of right 100
7: now. people are going to know it's Let's Dance. Yeah. You know whose favorite song this is of all time, I believe. Who? Steve Summers. is it? Is it? Get out of here. Mhm. Really? Someone once asked him like what's your favorite song and he immediately said Let's Dance.
4: <laughs> Which is wow. surprising
7: not because I didn't think Summers would like David Bowie, but because you think of all the production pieces, I would have sworn okay. it would be yes. a Beatles song yeah. or just something more like, you know, a Bob Seger right. song, something like that, but no. He said without hesitation, Let's Dance. I thought for sure it was the Cheers theme. Uh, myself I don't-
4: Oh, do we have the cheers theme? Okay. Yeah. You know how many times I put one of those things together? Um, Look what I have right here in my hand, Marco. Do you see this right here? What am I holding up right here?
0: Jerry Recco's morbidly optimistic 2023 quotable calendar.
4: Yes, I was asking Jerry for this because I loved his last one last year. I was asking for him to bring one in. And he did. You could find one, by the way. They are, I, I love it. I have it up at my uh, office at s I, I don't know if it's good to be putting up at a work office necessarily with some of the quotes in there, uh, but they are funny. And this is supposed to be, what does that say there? Can you read that? January, uh, the see. slogan for January. As
0: you begin a new year, embrace the journey because the journey is the reward.
4: See, this is a positive one. Last year, it's like you're all going to die. and We're all going to be warm food anyway. What's the point? Everybody needs positivity like
7: in January and February, maybe March. By the time the summer comes around, you can get to the negativity because there's life to enjoy.
4: That's a good point. Let's uh, let's see here. Look at this. Al, this is a picture of Al Dukes. I love a good prison interview. <laughs> 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 As Al Dukes. <laughs> Look at
0: this! I mean, this is, is that his Costanza picture where he just stares off into the distance on the dock?
4: Oh, it's a little boomer. Yeah, I guess so. There's a little boomer quote for Janu- for July. You can't go through life high and stupid, boomerizing. All right, so this is not as this is morbidly optimistic. Now you could get this great Reco calendar. I do really love it. I, I don't. I have OCD. Like I need. That's why I was getting on him now because I'm trying to map out January and February. Can't do that with my current Reco calendar because it only goes till December.
0: That's usually how yours work,
4: yeah. So, com, and you go to the merchandise tab or whatever it may be, and then you get these calendars here. Um, but it's great. Seeing as he just walked in, is there a Scazzeri quote in there? Uh, let's see. Uh, na, 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 na. Cats and uh, people suck. What? Uh, oh, cats and dogs because people suck. Okay. That would be a Skos quote, probably. Although, dogs, no cats. What? Oh, well, You like dogs but not people, right, Skos? Yeah. He says he likes everybody. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Come on. Why start telling the truth now, it's goes. Come on. Um, All right. I'm just looking through it here. Probably not the best radio myself. But, hey, I'm uh, infatuated with this calendar. Recosports.com. Go to the website and go to the merchandise tab right there, and you can get yourself a Jerry Recco morbidly optimistic 2023 quotable calendar. And, like I said, all right, uh, keep
0: the, the link because I'm going to need that because I'm not allowed to apparently hang out with you or get anything free. No, what do you so mean? keep the link so I can actually just purchase it myself.
4: Yeah, well, I bought it last year. I donated. And then uh, this year, Jerry brought me one for free. I offered to give him the 20 bucks or whatever it is. But, you know, um, Jerry and I are like best buds, Marco. Did you not know that? No,
0: uh, Again, I'm aware, but I'm also okay. I'm finding out tonight how far on the outside that I am So it's cool, it's now fine that That's, uh, that, No, I don't mind paying, now uh, but I, now I gotta get one. Now so. that I'm back working to
4: see this is where Jerry's gonna be like, oh, now I gotta get Marco account. <laughs> it, no, 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 account.
0: no, 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 no I don't need right. anything free, now I'm good
4: Oh, look, in the, bo- the back right here is a nice little picture uh, It looks like a drawing of Jerry Recco, too All photos are my own, except for three, thanks to Ryan and Chrissy Recco
0: Sports 2023, look at that Wait, he drew that? No
4: no, I don't know what that. Who drew that? It looks like a mugshot. You see that picture, of Jerry, right there on the back? Not flattering. Yeah, no, it's not a flattering pic. He looks a bit about, much
0: on the eyebrows. No,
4: he looks about. Yeah, the he looks like Eugene Levy, as a matter of fact, in but, that picture. Right, bit much
0: on the eyebrows. <laughs> Made him a little heavy too. Yeah,
4: I was gonna say it looks like a fat Eugene Levy, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Doesn't
0: he in that picture? I, it's bigger than Jerry is. That's definitely yeah. not a flattering. Um, sketch
4: i love jerry anyway thanks for the calendar jerry recosports.com merchandise tab
3: (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too